You're listening to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast, serving the latest news in sci-fi multimedia. And now, your hosts, Scott, Miles, and Anna. Your table is ready. It's long and This is the capital. We have a little problem with our infancy peaks, so we may experience some slight turbulence and then explode. Well, welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. This is episode 94 of our listener feedback show, what we call Sci-Fi Diner Conversations, the place where we have conversations about everything that you're watching into and what we're into in the world of sci-fi. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. Uh, good evening. I'm Miles P. McLaughlin. Hi, I'm M. Sierra Garcia. Yeah, we are totally stoked to be talking tonight because there's been a lot of good movies that have come out, uh, a lot of good convers- conversations that have come out that you're talking about, and we're just excited. It's going to be a good night. Dude. Absolutely. Dude, Dude, are you totally stoked? I'm oh so totally stoked. Totally. 1985 called. They'd like their intro back. <laughs> That's right. Like, <laughs> I'm like, awesome, so like, choke me with a fork. Gang me with oh a bedroom no. sweep. You, oh my God. No, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, that's just bananas. It's just bananas. Yeah. <laughs> Everything was no back then. Um, no. Okay. And now it's come back full circle, so hooray. <laughs> Great. And now everyone's turned off this episode and gone back to their current <laughs> present little day um, with baggy pants and everything else. Um, let's go ahead. <laughs> we got to say thank you to you guys, our listeners, for all the love you've shown the diner. I mean, you guys have contributed. You guys have bought stuff in the Amazon affiliate store that we have mm-hmm. where you we have Christmas coming up. We would love for you to continue to kind of visit us at SciFiDinerPodcast.com and continue to buy stuff through that because it helps support the podcast. On Twitter, you guys have been retweeting us like crazy and been showing us the love on Facebook. We love you guys. Listeners, guys, gals, you guys are awesome. Mwah! We That's have, right. We have the best listeners. And you just got a kiss from M. And it's totally worth it. <laughs> so, hey. That's first. What was that? At least buy me coffee first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Very good. Well, let's move into our show tonight. Let's start off like we traditionally start off. Let's talk a little bit about what we're watching, what we're into, like what we're kind of watching, getting into. And if it's a TV show, we'll probably talk about it later on. So we won't go into a lot of details. Um, but let's go ahead and talk. Um, let's do ladies first. Come on. Oh, bless. You guys. Are- <laughs> um, well, I have been watching a bunch of TV on the Hulus and looking for something interesting. And I found something. It's not really sci-fi, but it's kind of a modern day Jekyll and Hyde called Do No Harm. Um, there's one season up. I don't know. I haven't even done the research to see if it's coming back. But I'm, I'm just tearing through it. And it's really kind of neat about a doctor He's a doctor by name and a total insert expletive here by night. And one doesn't, he's got a split personality disorder or a multiple identity disorder. And it's, it's really well done. So I'm digging it. And then I'm trying to try the Lord of the Rings audiobook, but freaking hobbits sing all the dang time. Road goes ever, no, ever no. on. Do, do, do. Go ahead. Um, I just, I picked up, I got a copy of the season three of Lost Girl, so I tore through that, and it was awesome sauce. I'm watching Rain, which is about um, Mary Queen of Scots, and it's it's not sci-fi, but it's what all that vampire crap on TV really should be. Well-written, well-costumed, well-acted. And Dracula, I I really need to know if people are watching that. (laughs) We do have some listener feedback. (laughs) <laughs> we do have some listener feedback in that a little bit later on. So. Oh, sweet. <laughs> nice. So we'll talk about that then. Uh, Miles, what are you watching? Or what are you into? Um, still, 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 still watching Love in the Arrow. Um, the Arrow's good. Mm-hmm. Um, Big Bang Theory. And um, I, I know we talked about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., how it may not have... Um, it may have disappointed some people, but the, I thought the last episode... 
last couple episodes were pretty good, so we're st- so I'm still enjoying that. Uh, we're alive is still putting out uh, their uh, their uh, audio books, and so that, that been loving that. Uh, I haven't heard one from Leviathan Chronicles in a while though. Yeah, it's been a little. Did, did they reach like the halfway mark of season two? I'm I, you know, I'm not I'm not, I'm not sure, but it's it's been it's been almost a month since uh, they put out an episode. Uh, you know, sometimes yeah. things happen like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me. I'm still, I'm working right my way through the fourth book in the Wheel of Time series, listening to it, The Shadow Rising, again, a Robert Jordan book. I'm enjoying it, continuing to enjoy that series. Um, I, I, again, people have told me it gets ponderous when you get to book 12 and 13, but I have a bunch of books to go to then, so mm-hmm. I'm good to go. Um, I am watching Transformers Prime with my son. It's the animated, uh, what was it on, was it in... I want to say like OX. I, there was it was what channel was that on? I think it was on the hub on on yeah, cable channel. So it was on the hub. Yeah. So but so Transformers Prime and it's pretty good. I mean I'm enjoying it and it's kid friendly and I kept wanting to tell people oh it's on Amazon it's Amazon Prime I'm watching but that's not it. <laughs> that's what I get when I buy stuff from Amazon. Um, <laughs> and and I am caught up on Shield and you know Miles I'm with you. <laughs> it's not as good as I want it to be. But I'm liking the show, and I was trying to debate, well, what is it that's hooking you into the show? Well, there's, there's, there's these, there's these esque moments of wit that's mm-hmm. there, number one, that's still there. And number two, the other thing that I'm liking is it's a light, it's kind of a light show. So many of the shows, like Arrow, is pretty dark and heavy when you get into it. Right. The Blacklist, I'm watching that, I'm not caught up in it, but dark and heavy. Right, and and Walking Dead, dark and heavy. Marvel, Angels of Shield, pretty light. Like, right, it's mm-hmm. not. It, there's there's action, there's, but it's not. It's not this. There's not this heaviness or darkness with it. You can lighten up a little when you're watching. Yeah, there. so I think yeah. maybe there's a that has that going for it, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Oh yeah, but, and oh and they, you know, with the whole Disney franchise, con- you know, releasing a lot more stuff in Netflix. They released a bunch of Disney stuff, and one of the things that's not really Disney related, but they released a Marvel Lego, like okay. so, like the Avengers, but it was Legos. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I watched that with my son, and it was pretty good. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Okay, good. So I enjoyed that. So that's my sci-fi mm-hmm. that, I, that I've been into recently. Awesome. So, yeah. But and you guys watched both watched Thor, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. True. True. Yeah. Well, uh, before we go too far into the show, uh, we have Almost Human is going to air this weekend. Are you guys going to be watching it? Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Come on, come on. Mm-hmm. You get to see Doc himself take the stand. and <laughs> <laughs> We've been waiting for this show for months. and Yes. We, you know, Scott and I, we, we agreed it was, you know, Fox's reasoning for pushing, you know, Pushing it ahead was, was seemed like a good one, but uh, yeah, they I'm, pushed it back from November fourth initially, and mm-hmm. then, but what the the reasoning for it made it sound like they wanted this show to succeed. So they're like, it's like a doubleheader football Sunday. They're putting the first episode then, then they're airing the next episode on Monday at its original, I guess at its normal time slot, and they're putting it right after. I think it's right after the Voice and right before Sleepy Hollow, or something like that. And so this is meant to be kind of sandwiched it between two mega hits for them. So, but, but just, I'm just, we've been waiting for the show for a long time and, yeah. but I, I'm, I'm pretty psyched to go see it. Yeah. It's, it's more that they delayed it. It just, it's, they needed to set up the time slot and make sure that it was successful one, you know, one show at a time and it's, it's showing some serious legs. And so this is, it's perfect. You've got yeah. the right audience for it. And, I'm super excited about it. It's a neat little concept that I'm 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 looking forward to. Yeah, and you know, it's a mixture. You have a little bit of you have a little bit of RoboCop in it. You have a little bit of Terminator. You you have a lot of the themes we were talking in the main show. We're going to talk about uh, RoboCop a little bit and some of the themes that are in there and how mm-hmm. relevant it is. I think this is a totally relevant show for society today. There's a little in it too. There's, there's what. A little bit of iRobot in it, you yeah, know, that yeah, kind of uh, yeah, absolutely. need and desire for individuality, but and maintaining an individuality and, and keeping the humanistic spark, you know, is that what is, is that what really separates us from the machines is the spark that, that makes us feel and understand and empathize. And so it cool sign. I'm, I have it ready. I have it flagged already on the Hulu. 
Yeah. I can't, uh, I'm going to buy the episodes on iTunes when I get to it. So uh, I'm so still doing the old fashioned way of watching on cable. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll definitely be DVR'd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, and uh, the the other podcast I'm kind of involved in, Dune Saga Podcast, we record our first episode tonight. So, oh. so it'll be tonight. So mm-hmm. if you're listening to this on Thursday when we release it, it'll be tonight. If not, if you want to join us, we'd love to have you uh, join us in that show if you've read the Dune series and uh, got involved with that. But just a little plug for that. Mm-hmm. So oh. that'll be uh, Jim Arrowwood and David Moulton, both of people that you are familiar with here in the show. Well, right before we got onto the show, I did ask on Facebook if anyone had anything they wanted us to talk about. And we had three different people comment. The third one didn't make in the show notes, but I'll talk about it here. Um, uh, The first one, Neil, said, well, what do you guys think about Peter? this whole Peter Pan origin story? Is Disney going too far? And let me just give a little bit of premise. Em, are you familiar with the story? I am. And is he referring to a new Disney thing or what they're doing on Once Upon a Time? No, they're a new Disney thing. So here is, here's kind of the premise for it. Um, so they're looking on creating a Peter Pan origin story that's going to be a little bit like um, Batman Begins. So the darkness of Batman. Mixing it with Peter Pan and, you know, kind of like that that story. I think that's kind of the way they said they, it's, they're going to give it. They, the, the, the quote is they're going to give Pan the Batman Begins treatment. Hmm. How do we feel mm-hmm. about that? Does it need it? Who said he needed that? No one. I mean, I'm once upon a time, there may to be a real like he's 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 weirding me out based on you know what i grew up with is peter pan i'm not really excited about what they're doing with him and how i don't does does he need to be dark does he do we need to squish that cute little fluffiness that we remember from our childhood I don't know. You know, here's the thing. Apparently, this project's been in the works since 2011, originally kind of titled Peter Pan Begins. All right. So uh, uh, kind of, I guess, a spin off the whole Batman (laughs) Begins, right? Because I can't think of anything more original. Um, I say that, you know, I say that. I mean, there have been how many Pan movies? Disney's Peter Pan in 53, Hook 91, Hodgins Peter... I guess Hogan's Peter Pan in 2003, Finding Neverland in 2004, which is awesome, by the way. Uh, mm. Peter Pan with Mary Martin in 1960. I mean... They're all over the place, but do we need it? I don't know. It, it seems... Wait, maybe the question is don't we, not whether we need it, but will we watch it? Mm. Is it going to be any good? I mean, whether we need it or not is irrelevant. When we see that trailer, will our jaws drop? Will we go drooling saying, we've got to see this movie? I mean, how does Peter Pan learn to fly? I mean. Mm -hmm. I was just thinking origin story. I mean, earlier this year, my wife and I saw um, the uh, sort of the origins of Wizard of Oz with uh, James Franco. And that was pretty good. It was, you know, it was sort of a prequel to the uh, Wizard of Oz, and you know, with, with today's technology, they were able to really do it up real good. Um, it could be either that or a reboot. I mean, do we want? I mean, do we want a reboot or do we want to see? You know, <laughs> I don't want a reboot. So, well, how, how are they going to reboot Peter Pan? Come on, yeah, seriously. Um, but I, 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 let me say this. I. Th- I want to say that we don't need the origin story Mm -hmm. in order to really appreciate Pan. But I think that there's something in, we love origin stories to some degree. Like I think of Wolverine. I love the Wolverine origin story. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, I certainly love the Batman begins kind of origin story of Batman. How did Batman become Batman? Now that was done before. So that wasn't new, but it was kind of a reboot. But still, I love that. Um, in a lot of ways, Peter Pan is kind of Disney's claim to fame as their own superhero. I mean, he 
He flies. He fights bad guys or pirates. Right. Um, he has this little sidekick, Tinkerbell, you know, s- screaming along in the little, you know, motorcycle <laughs> and sidecar. You know, it could work. Yeah, I, I'm thinking maybe an origin story is better than just just doing – maybe reboot's the wrong better, word. Better than a reboot. Better, or, be, better or than a reboot or just, you know, doing a, a remake, I should say. Yeah. I mean, how many movies are being, you know, rebooted or remade and – well, at least the origin story, it's, it's doing something a little different. Yeah. And what do you think? Any comment here? I don't know. I just did a quick – I just Googled Peter Pan reboot and something just popped up on Entertainment Weekly blog that Joe Wright is poised to join – the increasingly crowded airspace between Hollywood and Neverland. The Atonement filmmaker is in talks with Warner Brothers to direct an origin film about Peter Pan, J.M. Barry's beloved boy who never grew up. The sources confirm deadline to report that Jason Fuchs, Ice Age Continental Drift, has penned a script and Greg uh, Berlanti of Arrow will produce it. A Warner Brothers movie is just one of three high-profile pan projects in the works. Channing Tatum and Joe Roth have their own version in development. God only knows what that's like. <laughs> and then Disney is in, of course, is in business with Gary Ross to make Peter Pan and the Star Catchers. So it sounds like, I mean, it just popped up apparently an hour ago. So it sounds like Peter Pan is, is it's the new flavor. It's <laughs> new it's the new superhero. I, I, I don't know. The, there's some great names to it, but now that, you know, you lost me at Channing Tatum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's move on. That's enough. Enough said about that. Yeah. yeah. So right we. There, yeah. So Ryan Ryan McAuliffe said, uh, "X Men: Days of Future Past" teaser looks awesome. What did you guys think? Uh, M, did you see the Days of Future Past trailer? Like six times. <laughs> so so you hated it, Em, right? <laughs> I hated the first movie. I'm not, no, I really did. I really, I didn't like the changes. I didn't like the storytelling. I didn't like the Harry Potter-esque moments between Professor X and Magneto. I just didn't like it. And then I watched this teaser trailer thinking, ah, all right, I'll go because I'm a nerd and I'm supposed to. I watched it over and over. I probably watched it three times in a row. I'm 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 in love. I'm in love. They're bringing the old, the present to the and and the. They're just they're marrying the two stories together. They had just better not screw it up. <laughs> um, it was just great to hear the voices of some of our actors. Oh, to hear um, Patrick Stewart and, uh, and Magne- and uh, Ian McKellen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I, I you know I am looking forward to this movie. I think it's going to be a good movie, whether I see it in theaters or on the small screen. I'm looking forward to this movie. This movie, I'm definitely going to – this is one I have to see in theaters. Yeah. So I just can't wait till my son gets to the age where I can take him to see some of these movies because right now he's just a bit young for it. Right. But, mm-hmm. but <clears throat> yeah, so I'm looking forward to it too. Um, and uh, Lee Kemp uh, also – this is not in the show notes, but he's asked – as a response, did you guys watch a Thor movie? Well, we're going to talk about Thor in just a little bit, so I'm going to hold off on that, Lee. Um, what did you think of it? Also, same thing about Ender's Game. Uh, did you watch Ender's Game, Mile? Uh, no, I haven't. I'll probably wait till. till and I haven't rental. watched it. It's one that I almost took my kids to watch this past Sunday and ended up not. We ended up doing something else. And, Em, I know you didn't watch it, did you? I haven't watched it, and I'm. I feel bad that I missed the conversation about Orson Scott Cord. Oh, well, we're gonna we're gonna talk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you're, you're just commenting on the way I wrote it in the show notes. Yes. Well. <laughs> yeah. Just, we'll, we'll, we're, we'll, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that in just a second. He did mention one other movie, um, uh, Ender's Game and World's End. What's <gasps> World's End? Wait, the World's End with we're, Simon Pegg and yes. and. and Oh, great movie. Did you see it? Oh, yeah. I've seen it twice. I saw the trilogy. (laughs) (laughs) So I might be going too far. But so, so, um, uh, oh, God, Edgar Wright and, and, and Simon Pegg and, and, oh, my God, I'm dying. Nick Frost. They worked together on a TV show called, it's always had this 
dream about having the three perfect fun movies, the action flick, the zombie movie, and the space movie. So they made Shaun of the Dead, which was their first movie together. And you all know how well that went. Right. And then they made their buddy cop movie, which was just divinely, awfully, amazingly smart, called uh, Hot Fuzz. And in each of those movies, they, they, they focus on a dessert called a Cornetto, which is basically an ice cream cone that you, like, we have them here, but it's not the same. They taste so much better in England. And they call them Cornettos, which is even cooler. Um, so <laughs> there's one flavor in one movie. We've been waiting a long time for their space movie and the third flavor of Corneo, Um and that's what World's End is. And it's it we we watched all three movies in succession at a uh, over the summer, and it's it's really neat. If you're a fan of those three guys, you're just gonna love it. Yeah, I'm done. I'm sorry. Very good. I like Paul. <laughs> Paul was great. Paul was good. Yeah. Paul was not Edgar Wright, so it doesn't really count. I know, but not part of the trilogy, movie. but still, I liked it. <laughs> All right, let's let's talk about Orson Scott Cord. <clears throat> so, uh, in the last episode of the Sci-Fi Diner, the main show, we had this little diatribe about art versus do we separate the person from the art? You know, do you boycott something just because you disagree with their philosophy? Yada yada yada. And we want to give we wanted to give chance. M a chance to kind of weigh in on this whole conversation. So M, the floor is yours. Oh Lord, you, <laughs> don't give me current blast to talk because this will be a two-hour show. <laughs> um, so I originally went into this because I'm not really thrilled with Orson Scott Cord. Uh, Orson. <laughs> I should change on the show notes. And I I don't agree with his with Orson <laughs> Scott Card's political views. Um, I have a very serious problem with his vehement beliefs of some people on this planet have rights and others do not. So that is an issue for me. And for that reason, I had, I didn't even want to touch any of his books. I didn't, because I know that he provided, he, he, and he's totally free to believe what he wants to believe and to fight the fights he wants to fight but i i i can't give truck to that i just can't and then i had a conversation with some friends um and some coworkers about him and the book and is is the book orson scott card or is the book a piece of art that people can take and interpret for themselves and um after some really heavy thought i I'm going to use a free ticket that I got, but I'm going to go see the movie because it's a, it's, people are telling me it's a very good story and it's people that I trust and people who I know have similar views as I do as to his particular place in politics. I still don't believe in what he believes in, but God bless this wonderful little place that we're in that we can believe the things that we want to and I am believing that there is Orson Scott Card, and then there is Ender's Game. There are his books, and they are the the two are mutually exclusive. And so I'm going to go see the film with a free ticket, um, so that he's not going to get any of my cash. But the, there are people who worked very hard to create this piece of art. So I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go and support it. Now, if the movie sucks, then I'm going to talk about how it sucks. Right. Right. <laughs> but. That's it's a it was a very heated conversation and it was a wonderful one and I need to re-listen to what you guys talked about because I think I, I, I get the whole point of having these moments and and the beauty we talked about in the last show is that we take the things that we're we're having a problem with and 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 the struggles and and the the political problems and and communicating them in a different way and in this community of of open-minded geeky creatives it really gives us the opportunity to express and understand and respect yeah all right i'm off the soapbox well you know in you you're kind of re- re- reiterating what we have kind of the conclusion that we kind of came to is like i can go to a convention i can go to i can read a book, I can watch a show, and I don't have to agree with maybe every storyline or every agenda that someone might want to be pushing across to still appreciate the art. 
in mm-hmm. it and the, the the time they put into it. And you know, you you, you think about you think about so, so so many of the filmmakers that have had screwed up lives and you know and it doesn't mean that the movies are producing or the art they aren't producing isn't good or doesn't have a isn't beautiful or doesn't have a good message. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. uh it is. It's difficult sometimes for us to separate. I think maybe I wonder if this is a bit harder for us, Miles. Maybe you can talk here too uh, about if this is a bit harder in art because art, uh, art, so many times, and I'm including movies in that, represent the heart and soul of an individual, and so the separation and distinction between that becomes hard for us sometimes. Is people that are engaged in that art oh sure i mean i i said this when we talked about last time um i i i am probably one of the hugest star trek fans you're ever going to meet um and if you look at star trek i mean it gene ronberry was giving what he thought you know the future might be like and could be like but also gene ronberry philosophically was a secular humanist i'm not i'm a believing christian um but at the same time I can still enjoy Gene Roddenberry, you know, what, he, what he's producing, what he's making with this thing called Star Trek, and um, it it doesn't bother me. Yeah, I mean, if the story's good, the art's good, mm-hmm. you know. And, and just, I, I remember, you know, reading something, if, if anybody's concerned that they're going to make, if, if they don't agree with uh, um, the guy... Uh, or Scott Gardner. Or, thank you. I've had, <laughs> had a brain freeze for a second. He's not going to make any money off the movie. Uh, he signed, he, you know, he sold the movie rights years ago. Um, so, so he got his money. Right? He, he got his money. Or he's not going to make any money. Any, any money made on the, on the movie now is not going to go to him. But, yeah. uh, so so be, growing up Catholic, and I went to a very small Catholic school, and I really didn't meet anybody who wasn't Catholic until I got to high school and meeting people about it. I I grew to learn and 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 open up all those doors and it's very hard for me to be a part of the part of a church that was so obsessed with you know gays can't do this and you can't do that and can't 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 people and and this, using religion behind it it just it's painful to me because in my thought process is well if God made everything if he went to the trouble to make all this crap. Why is he only going to love some of it? And I love the fact that even the Pope came out and said, look, just, it's your churches, these places, it's a home for everybody. And just even the the head of the Roman Catholic Church came out and was like, you need to relax about this business. And it's just, that kind of lightened things up and I think has opened things around. And it it's just, I, I it hurts when I see people, Nope, not going to happen. No, you may not. Green people may not exist, and green shall not marry blue ever. Anyways, we can get into a huge... uh, (laughs) That's a whole other... That's a whole other podcast. um, On the God Diner podcast. Yes, yes. (laughs) Uh, The answer is 42. Um, Yay! All right, uh, let's move on. Craig Allbuck uh, on Twitter said, love the podcast. Did you get your Doctor Who 50th anniversary tickets? No. No, we're kind of bitter about that. But We talked about that in the main show, too, or which you'll hear in just a little bit. But if you're going to see Doctor Who in the theaters, please call in and let us know what you think, because most of us are not, like, we are not getting to go. Tickets are sold right. out here. Not getting me. That's just crazy. Do not spoiler crap on 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 the page either, because some of us are going to watch it that night. <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers, people. I know, I know. Um, well, let's. We've got to talk about Thor. We've been pushing us off long enough. Uh, I think one of the great ways to maybe kind of introduce this is to allow Colin in his British accent to talk about Thor first. Oh, most definitely. So, and uh, we we love Colin. So, Colin again. Love his podcast, Trek News and Muse, hitting 100 episodes. Make sure you take a listen to that. But here's what Colin had to say about Thor. Greetings, everyone at the diner. This is Colin from England. I thought I'd send in my thoughts on Voyage uh, 4, The Dark World. Personally, I loved this film. 
it was brilliantly acted the special effects were absolutely phenomenal uh, I love the element of the dark elves um, Loki was basically Loki uh, being his sniving I mean he'd, uh, he'd make a great Romulan that's all I can say Loki would be the ultimate Romulan he's a sneaky double dealing conniving yeah definitely definitely Loki would be a supreme Romulan definitely Praetor without a shadow of a doubt there's some nice uh, twists and turns I was quite shocked um, when Thor's mother got killed that was quite a shock um, but that also played nicely into the story because then you got your revenge elements of it uh, it was also nice to see that there was someone capable of um, kicking the Asgard's butt and they did get their butt kicked quite convincingly um, so it was nice and it was also the nice um, tie-in with Earth so they didn't go to Earth just for the sake of going to Earth there was a reason why they had to go to Earth and not just because Natalie Portman was there although to some people that would be a reason to go to Earth but the plot was good the story was good it moved along nicely the action scenes were very well acted uh, very well choreographed and very well put together special effects totally convincing um, there was the humour was there so yeah really really good film really really enjoyed it um, so I would totally recommend people going out forking out the money uh, getting the popcorn sitting down and enjoying this film and despite the fact that the bad guys in English but that's normal nowadays you know the bad guy tends to be English um, and they tend to destroy London a lot in films like, like Star Trek Into Darkness this one I don't know I don't know what it is with bad guy being English and destroying London but hey we get in all the films everything's got a plus side so yeah totally recommend seeing it guys and um, Superman comes out on DVD this week so I dare say you'll get a few reviews from that but I would say to people who are on winning and in about the Superman buying the DVD and all that totally enjoyed the film so yeah buy the DVD get it on Netflix as you lucky people can over there and um, enjoy that one as well so until next time, take long and podcast. All right. Well, thank you, Colin, for calling in. And my favorite quote from him is, why are all the bad guys English these days? <laughs> and destroying <laughs> London? Well, I didn't had, think about that. They had to destroy London. They destroyed New York and the Avengers, so they had to destroy another city. Yeah, they need another city now to destroy. Mm-hmm. So what's the, ne- what's the next one they're going to destroy in Age of Ultron? Uh, well... Well, we, we, we did New York. We, we, DC needs to be done sometime. Um, well, no, DC's already had their <laughs> Tokyo. <laughs> yeah, either that or they need to bring Godzilla in. But mm-hmm. um, so, you guys, <laughs> I did not see Thor in the theaters. But what do you think about uh, Miles M? And why don't you go first? What do you think about what Colin's saying here about Thor? Well, I have I've seen Thor one. I have not seen Thor 2. Oh, you haven't seen Thor 2. I thought you saw no, Thor 2. No, no. Okay. I went, I, well, no, I bought the ticket, and then I was so cozy in my bed, I kept sleeping. <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't go see it. So. Um, and there's some good, interesting things in there that I had read about. Um, Colin's got a discerning taste about things. So, I, again, I'm, I needed to prepare myself that it's not, it's not Thor 2, and it's not Avengers 2. It's the next... It's the beginning of the next arc yeah. stories, and I'm going to judge it on its own. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm, ex- I'm excited, although I missed, I did thankfully kind of misunderstand who he said passed away in the, uh, who got <laughs> killed in the movie. So I was like, wait, spoilers. Oh, I don't know what he said. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's, it's a British accent, right? Exactly. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Should I give you a moment, Em? I'll be in my bunk. <laughs> uh, so miles go ahead Tell, what, what do you think about what colin had to say uh, i i agree with pretty much everything you said i mean uh my wife and i saw it friday night and we 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 loved it too um um i mentioned christopher hemsworth is my wife's uh, fake boyfriend so she was happy to see him in action again um but uh the chemistry between um thor and loki is great it's very enjoyable um, we, we, we enjoyed a lot and you need, to, you need to stay through the credits. I know this is, it's sort of a, uh, is it fair of them to make you sit through the credits if you want to see some bonus footage? That's debatable, but you want to, you, you should sit through the credits if you, if you're watching. That's okay. Movie. Neil, Neil wrote the comment. He says, 
You shouldn't have to say stay through the credits. Real film film goers always Seriously. do that. Seriously, well, Miles. That, that, you, you would think that, however, when you... If s- you were really a film buff, Miles, you would sit through the credits no matter what. That, that, that may be, but uh, when I... When we saw Thor, I can count on, on one hand how many people were left in the theater when uh, it, the credits were rolling. So, um, not everybody, not everybody believes that. Yeah, I mean, same well, thing with Iron Man. Oh yeah, what was the first movie that they began doing this for that you can remember? They, they began making you sit through the credits to see the. You know, I don't. I know. can tell. I can tell you my first one. Okay, it was the second Matrix movie. Okay. You sat through the credit, and they did the thing at the end. Mm-hmm. So. I can, I can, I can tell you exactly. <laughs> it was Ferris Bueller. Did they? Oh, they did do that in Ferris Bueller. Remember, he I, came out in the towel, and then he's like, "What are you? What are you still doing here?" Right. He talked. He, he kind of broke the fourth wall. Right. He kind of he, go get home. out. Go, go, home. come on. <laughs> <laughs> Ferris Bueller was the first time I ever saw that, and I ever since then I stayed for the credits for almost for pretty much everything. Yeah. Unless, I forgot that Ferris Bueller. Had done I walked it. out. And, go ahead. Which one? Oh, Indiana Jones Four, which doesn't exist. It's a fan film. <laughs> um, I walked out at the credits because I was so ashamed of, of <laughs> for making that movie. Uh, I think maybe The Matrix was one of the first ones I saw where it actually gave you a preview of an upcoming movie. I think that that was maybe what I'm thinking. And so a lot of movies, a lot of superhero movies, I think especially you come to you come to expect that. And I want to mm-hmm. say that superhero movies are kind of the only ones that do that. Am I correct in that or am I missing? I mean, other than Ferris Bueller, I mean, typically it's a sci-fi thing. I'm trying to remember if I think the 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 Hobbit might have done that. Yeah, uh, but that kind of plays into the genre. A little bit. Okay, I don't think. Well, did the Hobbit do that? I think they did. They I mean, that's when uh, where you we got, we got to see a little smog. Oh, maybe. So, Better but but it does lend, it does lend well to superhero movies, yeah. um, especially when when we can anticipate there's some kind of continuation either through. So the sequel, the sequel, or in in this case, um, you know, another um, Avengers movie. So, yeah. and if you do get to see Thor, two, Christopher mm-hmm. Eccleston, the very first Doctor in the 2005 series, is the bad guy. Yes, I know, I know, I know. I'm very excited. I love him. <laughs> He's a very controversial actor. You either love him or you hate him, and I. I love him for his arrogance. Yeah. I really do because he and it comes out in his characters. I I respect him a great deal. Yeah. You know, he he of course is the only bone of contention with the Doctor Who 50th anniversary special, right? Yes. Yeah, cuz he yes. Ref- he refused to be in it, but I imagine they're going to splice him in there somehow, but They're hinting towards him. I don't know if they can use his image I guess it depends whether they just... As far as what they know. own. Yeah, I don't know what they own. So, yep. All right, well, let's move on. David Griffin um, wrote in and said, just rewatched the Avengers movie. First 15 minutes or so shows painfully what happens to S.H.I.E.L.D. when they find themselves up against an, action, an actual decent supervillain. It's not pretty, and it's further proof that people who are not going to want to watch the B team when they could be watching the A team, literally. <laughs> <laughs> so, great comment. So, this is obviously a comment on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which we're going to talk about a little bit later on, but uh, what are your thoughts on this? Well, I, I think either you like, you could, you could like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for what it is, or or... It just doesn't appeal to you. I mean, um, it's a different show. It's a different entity. It's not. Yeah. It's not Avengers. You it's can't not say Avengers, it. right? Yeah. Am mm-hmm. uh, thoughts? There's, there's no comparison. It's it's a companion piece. It's uh, a vehicle to keep. It's a great vehicle to keep the 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 franchise alive and relevant. You know, my live action comic book for the week. But there's some, there's a lot of Whedon-esque yumminess, and then there's some, you know, cheesiness, like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Yep. But I, I'm really pleased with it. I get really jazzed. This last episode was wonderful, and it was, it had me on the edge of my seat. I thought that that 
well, I don't know who's, well, no, we have spoilers. I thought that that Simmons was going to, or was it, yeah, Simmons was going to eat it. I thought she really was going to, because it's Joss Whedon. I thought they would kill someone I liked. (laughs) Right, right. You know, and it was just really sweet that Fitz was going out and going to go and save her. And it was a lot of vulnerability. And I dig it. But, yeah. you know, it's it's not the A-team. I, I love it when a plan comes together. But <laughs> it's still good. Yeah, yeah. So there. There, there you <laughs> go. And uh, we'll talk about Marvel a little bit more about that in just a little bit. You know, we were talking about, I think, I think this was the last podcast, maybe it was a listener feedback show, that the only person that watches a lot of the supernatural and fantasy shows that we're not watching is Jen. And she's kind of mm-hmm. Jen M from New York has her pause on stuff like teen wolf, supernatural, the, you know, witches of Eastwick shows that we are not watching that we kind of get her voice in and we kind of dialogued about this and she responded. And so I'm kind of, Jen, when you're listening to this, we've kind of broken your email into three parts because it's fairly lengthy, and I thought we'd talk about them in each its own part. And the first part just kind of gives us a nice history of Jen a little bit. Jen thought I'd write in after the latest podcast, and I would absolutely love to do a show with you guys. See, we got to get her on. we got to get her on to do a segment. Mm-hmm. Maybe we've got to talk about this a little bit more. Get her on to do a little segment about some of the shows we aren't watching. Fantasy shows, yeah. Yeah, we need mm-hmm. that. Um, and um, I guess I've always been drawn to the supernatural fantasy stuff. Ever since I was younger, I can remember, and I still have to keep the timeline series Mysteries of the Unknown set, Mind Over Matter, Time and Space, and Phantom Encounters book series on Paranormal. These books were back in 88. I thought it was before that, but oh well, still 24 years ago. But not to say that my first love has always been science fiction as well. My parents were first to watch the original Star Trek series when it came out, and I started with the reruns. And then I took over when the next gen came out, and that's when I started to go to conventions and meet a lot of Trek people back in 87. But I'm not dating myself here, okay? (laughs) Um, I love the other sci-fi shows since then. Star Wars, of course, the original Battlestar Galactica. And I never really got into the new one because I had a hard time when they made Starbuck into a girl. Now I'm sure I would absolutely love the character. It's just I had a huge crush on Dirk Benedict at the time, okay? And, And now conventions are just getting so expensive and difficult to go to. If I didn't have anyone to go with me... Uh, and uh, if I didn't have anyone to go with me, I probably wouldn't go. I know it's sad, but true. My friend used to go with me to all these things, but then she got married, and then she told me she really wasn't into it. I was like, what? Okay. she's She tries, but not really. So it's really hard to be surrounded by a bunch of muggles that just don't understand why I love sci-fi so much. That's a great quote, by the way. Mm. Uh, great if you understand Harry Potter, I guess. Uh, Miles, do you know what a muggle is? Isn't a muggle somebody who is they they can't perform magic or something like that? Yeah, they're the real world people, right? Oh, okay, yeah, non magic people. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, okay, because um, growing up, I had a hardworking parents. When my mom was home watching us, she would plop me down in front of the TV while she vacuumed, and I always felt the TV was the greatest babysitter ever. It always seemed to know what I liked at the. At the time, I loved shows like The A-Team, Knight Rider, Wonder Woman, The Incredible Hawk, and MacGyver. Not saying that most of the storylines were obvious, but I could always tell what was going to happen before it happened. And sometimes I wished I could have become a writer for the TV or the TV Guide or the Entertainment Weekly magazine, because that's what I always like to do is talk about TV, movies, and entertainment in general. It's funny to me that this day, that to this day, whenever they have a suspenseful show with a bomb or something involved, I always want to say to my dad, watch, they'll get in the last three seconds. That's what I got from watching MacGyver. And then when SG-1, the series, Stargate series, first came out and Richard Dean Anderson was going to be in it, I was like, awesome. I watched it when it was first on Showtime and then eventually changed to the Siffy channel. Sci-fi, sorry. Um, they have a ton of great long sci-fi fantasy <laughs> shows like Hercules, Legendary Journey, Xena, Warrior Princess, to Buffy the Vampire Slayer. After Xena ended, I didn't think there would be another great heroine on TV, and then we got Buffy. And then that's the one reason why I kind of like Supernatural. I always felt like these guys were the next step into that kind of series. Dean, I always felt, was more like a Buffy Xena type. Hercules, or Hercules. 
I don't know if I would go that far with him, but he was always gung-ho about the whole saving people and hunting things bit. And then he always had that protecting his little brother following dad's orders in the beginning. I still can't believe this show has been on for nine seasons already. It always seemed like we were holding our breath, waiting to hear whether we picked up for another season each year. Eric... Uh, Kripke, I guess it is, the creator, only really had a five-year story arc. After that, it was touch and go. But really, they have breathed new life into the show, giving it a whole new other story arc of sorts when this whole Men of Letters story. I really love it still. So this is, this is M, this is M's, this is, I'm sorry, just Jen M's from New York. Uh, kind of a little history here. We get a little mm-hmm. insight into Jem about what make uh, Jen. Jem, I'm just totally mispronouncing your name here, but a little insight into what makes her who she is and why Supernatural's connecting so much with her. Right. Um, Any any comments on this, Miles? Well, a lot of the shows that she watched in the 80s, I I enjoyed also. Uh, A-Team, Knight Rider, um, shows like that. I love Knight Rider. Yeah, me too. I was so sad when the reboot failed. It just wasn't quite as good as David Hasselhoff. No, yeah, I, I was I, so glad when the reboot failed. <laughs> it was terrible. Oh yeah, the the best part. I mean, the best character is the car. Kip, come on. Um, but uh, I mean, I thought that the new car beat a Mustang was kind of cool. But it, it's yeah, it, it, it's it's very hit and miss when you try to do reboot something like a, a show like Knight Rider, and uh, it just didn't have it. Just didn't have it. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything that uh, Jen said that kind of resonated with you, Em? Well, I remember being madly in love with Dirk Benedict myself. He was delish. And um, I, I loved that show. All of the shows she watched, I watched. I was there with you, sister, with the A-Team and the Wonder Woman. Incredible Hulk, sort of, but MacGyver, I liked a bunch. All right. Well, Miles, why don't you talk? She goes on to talk about her top 10 shows. Why don't you go ahead and share them? Anyway, as far as my top 10 shows, number one is always, and, and as I said before, Supernatural, of course. The, the Walking Dead... Number two, still keeps me on the edge of my seat, and everyone was making a big deal about what Carol did last week. But really, in times like those, who knows what we would be made to do under those kind of circumstances. And when a virus is around like that, are you supposed to burn the bodies to contain the virus? Um, I I feel really bad about uh, Glenn and Herschel are both uh, in trouble with the virus. I can't see how they'll be able to find any kind of medicine to cure the ones that are still alive. Oi. Number three, and then there's Sleepy Hollow, my other new favorite show. I really like it. It's really clever how they have brought uh, Ichabod into the 21st century. I like to call all of the, the what they, they uh, excuse me. I like to call all of what uh, Ichabod thinks of stuff from today. I like to call uh, Ichabodisms. And by the way, they got Walter on the show. I heard yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Walter uh, from mm-hmm. Fringe. <laughs> Are you watching Sleepy Hollow, M? Yes. Yeah. I am not. They almost lost me, and then that last episode got me back. (laughs) Good. Okay, number four? Number four is The Blacklist. I know it's not sci-fi, but it's definitely a thriller full of suspense, and James Spader is an awesome actor. Agreed. mm -hmm. Number five, Arrow. Really still love... Really still have been loving the show. Still love the workout scenes. Did I just <laughs> say that out loud? Yes, you did. You did, Jen. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And also love the reveal of who the Black Canary was. I know. Wasn't that awesome? It was good. And uh, it was soon that they showed her before that, I, I was like, oh, yeah, had to be Laurel's sister. But where had she been all this time to learn how to fight like that and do all the uh, vigilantes come from the island? Razagul. Yes. She's connected to Razagul. The League of Assassins. Yep. Number six, Once Upon a Time. Still really good, too, although, as I said before, it's kind of irks me a little bit when Peter Pan is the bad guy. And it mm-hmm. seems like uh, Regina has had a hand in doing something to all of our favorite Disney characters we know and grown to love. Even Little Mermaid. Number seven. You don't mess with The Little Mermaid. I guess not. <laughs> uh, glad that Grimm is back. Super Amp Nick is back, and mm-hmm. it looks like uh, his Scooby uh, Grimm gang is, all o- is over their heads in protecting him. Number eight, I kind of like the new uh, Beauty and the Beast show. It, it's not bad. I, I, I like the guy. He's really cute. Um, that's not the only reason I like it, though. It's different in, in, in that Vincent is not a genetically altered fighting machine that he was in the military, and they were trying to figure out a way to cure him. Uh, number nine, I'm really watching uh, Ravenwood on uh, uh, Ravenswood on ABC Family. has been really uh, interesting so far. It seems a, 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 a spinoff of Pretty Little Liars to show. I've never watched it and couldn't get into, but this one really has a good story and mystery behind it too. And number ten, uh, which is East Wind, I definitely, I definitely way better and enjoy it better than American Horror Story. 
Um, any of these shows you're watching? Uh, most of them. I'm not a. Uh, I don't. Uh, the Sleepy Hollow. Big big fan. Blacklist. <gasps> oh, I'm loving. Blacklist. Wow. James Spader rocks. Delicious. I sort of started watching Arrow, so not so much. Once upon a time, I'm with you there, sister. I don't like. I don't know where they're going with Pan. And this past weekend, with with Wendy and everything, I don't know what they're doing. Um, you don't screw with the Little Mermaid, yo. <laughs> and those are those are really big for me. I'm. I, I still haven't had a chance to watch Witches of East End. Uh, I have it on my to do list. How about you guys? Um, I'm watching Arrow Blacklist. I think are the only two there on the list that I'm watching. Uh, I'm, I'm watching Arrow. That's the only thing on the yeah. list. Yeah. Yep. So again, not a lot of shows that I'm watching, but I'm glad that she is and she's giving us her thoughts on them. Mm-hmm. And she has a few others, these kind of side shows she's also watching. M, do you want to read what she writes about that? Oh, yeah. Sure. And now for the semi-shows. I kind of like and still holding out hope that there's, they will still get better. And I'm ashamed to say it, but Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm still watching it. And I love the fact that the connection to Marvel Universe and Joss Whedon. And it looks like this week's epi looks really promising. I'm still hoping to find out more of what happened to Coulson. Me too. My friend had said that they heard on the radio that it's been canceled. No, but then I read I got picked up for a twenty-two, a full twenty-two episode season. Yay! And then I think it was you guys that said it was picked up for a second season. My first thoughts about what the show reminded me of was Heroes, maybe a little more alphas. I wish they would focus more on the agents or having some lesser super-known heroes on their side. You know what I mean? And I've come to the conclusion that I really like the Witches of East End series a whole lot better than I do American Horror Story. I tried it out without having seen the first two seasons, since I had heard it was about witch stuff. That show was a little more rough around the edges for me, even to watch and enjoy. Anyway, sorry for the, as always, extremely long email. Never apologize for that, Sunshine. (laughs) I can't think of anything else at the moment. I'm sure I probably left something out. Although, I also look forward to seeing Thor 2 on Friday. Till next time, Jen M. from NY. Yeah, so Jen, thank you so much for calling in and... uh, I'm glad to hear that she American Horror Story. People have tried to get me into that show, and I just—it's not my—it's not my thing, not my forte. Yeah, I, I, what I, what little I saw of it, it, it didn't grab me. Either. It didn't appeal to me. So uh, I'm glad that she likes it better than Witches of Eastwick. Mm-hmm. I mean, likes likes Witches better than that than that. So, um, but Jen, seriously, thank you so much for writing and giving us a little yeah. bit of your background and about your top oh, yeah. ten shows and the things that you're watching and. Um, you know, someone mentioned it somewhere about they're hoping that the there's a tie-in to the Thor movie, and you think they're going to do that with uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? That would no, be cool. it's too late. Yeah, 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 I think Adam's probably right. Yeah. Well, well, they might tie in maybe the after, aftermath, them cleaning That's up true. London, <laughs> or something like that. It, you know, it could be something got left. I mean, they, 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 they're, they're kind of the people that, you know, bag and tag stuff and... Uh, so something could be left behind in London. Yeah, I, I don't know. They'd almost have to wait till the movie's out a few weeks so the people have a time to see it. Don't you think? Well. Right. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. They could make some comment about going to their favorite fish and chip shop and like, no, dude, it was totally just smushed by Loki and his jackholes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would work. Well, let's uh, do a real quick rundown of some of the shows that are out there because we're running a little bit long in time here tonight. But let's um, let's hit some of the uh, shows that we will just briefly comment on and read some of your comments. So, Sleepy Hollow, episode seven, the Midnight Ride thoughts. So, and you, I believe, are the only one of us keeping up with the show. What did you think of this episode? Oh, it was kind of creepy. I only got to see the first half. I still have to see the last end. Okay. Um, so, just creepy, but I. I I don't know. It was it was bringing that history, bringing more of the history in, kind of drew me in a little bit more. I I do love that aspect of the show, so they, it brought me back. I still yeah. have to watch the last ten minutes. Yeah. So shh, don't tell me. Shh. Well, we spoil things in the show, Em. How can we not tell you? Uh. <laughs> You're in the wrong show for that. No. 
Um, all right. Well, let's uh, move into uh, Walking Dead internment thoughts. Uh, Miles, uh, I'm an episode behind, so I'm an episode behind. Did yeah. you? Are you? Are you watching Walking Dead and keeping up with them? Uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. No, I'm not. I'm not watching it either. But Ian said Daryl's going to be so pissed. I mean, spaghetti on Wednesday. <laughs> so I don't know the reference. But Jen M said I thought it was another good episode. Although as gross as it may be, it didn't look like good. It didn't look that good for most of them. Herschel was like their own ray of light that in that cell for those people. He must be really immune to the virus. I thought Glenn was a goner, and I hope we get to see Daryl's reaction to Rick's decision to make Carol go. So, Mm. Carol, everyone's favorite woman on the show. Not so much. Uh, So we did talk about Once Upon a Time a little bit. Let's move on from that. Um, We did get some comments about uh, this Terminator reboot that Hollywood's talking about doing. Um, What are your... uh, Miles, what's your thoughts about Terminator being rebooted? Wow. Um... Whenever I hear the term, hear something about being rebooted, I tend to kind of react a little negatively. But then I'll often go see it and see if you know if it's any good, if it's enjoyable. So if if they if they do reboot Terminator and get in theaters, will I go see it? Yeah, I probably will. Um, does it need to be rebooted? I I, I don't think so. I mean, I still think. The Terminator robot is still pretty iconic itself uh, that um, you wouldn't need to. But um, so that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. And uh, Em, your thoughts on the Terminator reboot? Don't need it. Don't want it. Not watching. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I like what Damien said. He goes, because Hollywood are running out of ideas of their own or comic books to copy from. It's also a safe bet because the audience is familiar with the story. I comment on the fact that he called Hollywood a bunch of hoes. <laughs> Hollywood. And he goes, I assure you it wasn't. So, But, yeah, a lot of the comments that you guys are saying is like, why? Why do it? The reality is we'll probably go see it if they put it out. But um, one of the questions was asked, is NBC's Dracula worth the watch? And... Um, uh, are you are you reading along? Can you read Damien's comment? So Damien says, "Looks like the Tudors with fangs." <laughs> yep. Amen, brother. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's 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 King Henry, but with a really crappy Texas accent. <laughs> it's 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 super obvious to me that he can't handle an American accent. So that the one that they found for him is a really cheesy Texan one, <laughs> and it just sounds like he's trying to be bigger than his britches, and it's. It's awful, 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 awful. Did I say awful? You did. You you said it. Do you want to read what Robert J. Burns had to say, Miles? Oh, yeah. So, sorry. No, it's fine. So, uh, Robert says, I watched about 10 minutes and yawned. Seemed like formulaic network television to me. Could have been so much more on a cable network. Then again, I'm not a fan of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Revolution. Are you watching Revolution yet, Miles? I'm caught up on Revolution um, this is a show where many people have written off, and maybe justifiably so, but right now it's actually interesting. Um, so Patriot Act thoughts? Mm-hmm. You liked it? Uh, I did, yeah. Yeah. Anything stand out about the episode? Um, there's there, there's a scene where um, um, uh, Tom Neville, he's trying to rescue his son, and um, he's successful at... Um, unbrainwashing his son, who was brainwashed by the Patriots, who the who the Secretary of Defense said it couldn't be done, and so um, this woman is obviously you know she lied to him, saying it couldn't be done. But then she says, you know, maybe you could help save my son. But it's like you knew this I, I, this was possible. You're trying to get me caught, and so um, you had that. Um, so. Yeah, a lot of things are still happening with this show. Look, looks like, I mean, I get the feeling that the powers that be feel that th- this show may not have a lot of life left in it, so we're going to... So they're moving toward a wrap-up, they seem like? It might be. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. It's just like, you know, we we got to keep this show moving, We you know, so moving towards a c- conclusion. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I am not watching Grimm. I watched the first season of Grimm and loved it and haven't kept up with it. I'm not near season three. Em, did you watch Grimm at all? No, I'm still not into it. Yeah. And I know, Miles, you aren't watching that, mm-hmm. so we really can't comment on the dish. The best served cold thoughts. Some of you may be watching Grimm. Please let us know what you think because we aren't getting any thoughts here. Uh, Arrow, I know that, Em, you're not watching, but Miles, this episode, the just... Finally, the reveal of who the Black Canary is. And oh yeah, getting all that. It was a good episode. Oh, oh yeah, it, it was. And um, I think, um, um, did you try the show? Did you try watching it? I started watching a couple of episodes. Uh, I, again, I have this knack of breaking up with a TV show when apparently, oh no, you got to watch the next episode. So I need to watch episode four. And that will make me fall in love with it, apparently. So I- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I just think that the it's intriguing and it's certainly a departure for CW from what we've come to expect out of Smallville and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I go down saying it had literally the best finale for last year's season, in my opinion, and uh, had a good startup episode again this season. I think it continues to hold its own. It's probably one of my favorite shows on television right now. And um, I was, boy, I was really wishing I could say that about Marvel, and I can't. But I do. I'm still enjoying both of those shows, but mm-hmm. definitely Arrow much more than others. Oh, yeah. Arrow is the show that when it's over, I'm usually upset because I just want to keep it. I want to keep going. <laughs> yeah. That's always a good sign. Mm-hmm. Well, is there anything else mm-hmm. that we need to talk about and kind of respond to? Any other shows or movies? I think we talked about it. I'm I'm really looking forward to uh, Almost Human uh, coming up uh, this yeah, weekend. Yeah, let us know, folks. When you watch Almost Human, when you watch the Doctor Who 50th Anniversary Special, please call in and let us know. Our email is at scifidinerpodcast.com. Em, any last thoughts? No, there's some really great TV about to come up. We've had some great TV so far, some great movies coming up. I'm excited. Yep, absolutely. And Miles, any final thoughts? Um, I just agree with it. I'm looking forward to some uh, new stuff that's coming out. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I believe that's about it. Please give us your thoughts about the things you're watching, reading, and seeing in theaters, television, on the web, or in books. We love to hear from you and have you join our conversation. I believe that's about it. Miles? All right. Till next time, good night and good luck. We will see ya. Be sure to do your dailies. Thank you so much for visiting the Sci-Fi Diner. We hope you enjoyed the food and the service and the conversations. If you'd like to share your thoughts regarding what we've talked about, or tell us what you're watching or reading, flip open your communicators and contact us at 1-888-508-4343. Or click the SpeakPipe link at scifidinerpodcast.com. Or send an mp3 or typed email to sci-fi diner podcast at gmail.com you can also join the conversation on our facebook fan page at facebook.com slash sci-fi diner we'll share your thoughts on our listener feedback show if you'd like to support the diner beyond the conversation you can always throw some coins in the tip jar at sci-fi diner podcast.com